Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, before we get into everything, I just want to give, not really a pre-warning, but just so you know, this wasn't a studio podcast. We recorded this at Chandler's Man Cave. Uh, Chandler's in here doing the pre-intro with me. What up, guys? Um, so, yeah, we recorded with Jordan at Chandler's Man Cave. It's kind of fun sitting at the bar, a little change of pace. Like, studio is always fun, but it's kind of fun to be able to ra- relax, like, at a bar. Yeah, you got an old-fashioned set next to you, <laughs> and you got podcast gear on. It's a good time. Yeah, it was fun. So, it's kind of a cool, fun, laid-back podcast. So, just know it's not going to be uh, studio quality, if you will. Um, so, But it was a good time. Nice change of pace. Um, and check out all Jordan's, you know... Like pull back and let go, Pink House Neon, Angler's Haven Resort. The guy's kind of dipped in a little bit of everything. So. Yeah, he's a jack of all trades and a master of quite a few of them too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's making. We talk about it, but he's making a working class bow hunter real neon sign. So check out Pink House Neon. He just sent me pictures of that today, dude. It is it's crazy bad ass. It's it's great and it's huge. Yeah. So the it's, microphone details insane. I didn't know it was possible to do that. Yeah. We'll have to get him to do like a whole detailed like walkthrough video of it because it's it's a lost art to a point. And we talk about that a little bit. But um, if you're wanting to see more of it, Pink House Neon, I think his page should be one of the biggest pages on Instagram because it's fascinating. And I think it's just one of those things that will blow up. It just hasn't been discovered. Yep. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, the podcast, we'll just go through some of our supporting partners. Uh, the podcast presented by HHA Sports. You're all familiar with the HHA sites and the Virtus Rest. But something that's exciting that I want to touch on quick is they are launching a line of stabilizers. And when I saw the whole video, the promo video, I called up Scott, our buddy from HHA, which he'll be in the studio soon. And uh, I'm jacked up because now you have all your accessories can match to a point. Um, But not only match, it's all good quality stuff. A lot of flexibility looks like too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they have... The quick disconnect mounts that you want. They have uh, just the Tetra stabilizer bars. Um, they have you can buy a combo pack. Um, one of them's adjustable, um, so you could change the length of it. It just threads in and out. Yep. Um, so it's pretty cool. There's a V bar bracket. 
they kind of thought of everything and they all look good. Um, but check them out. HHA sports.com, the new stabilizers, and you can co- use code WCB 15 on a new set of, uh, stabs, if you will. Um, as they say on internet forums. So that's pretty cool. New, exciting stuff for 2021. Uh, I think, I don't know what I want to run, but that adjustable one is going to be worth checking out for sure. I'm uneducated on stabilizers, but I'm going to dive into it here. I've never run a, a sidebar or anything. And yeah. with this moose trip, I have to be conscious of weight, but I'm I'm going to do some experimenting this summer. Clint Casper runs a sidebar all the time. Mm-hmm. I ran one up until my Colorado elk hunt just because I wanted the a more compact unit, yep. um, but I enjoyed it. It was fun tinkering around with it. You can really dial in the feel of your bow and, and how it feels like when you full draw. Like you find yourself once you get it dialed back, not adjusting how you're, you know, torquing your bow, if you will. Yeah, you fall um, in a little easier. It falls right in. Um, so, but they're making it easy. You can kind of adjust it how you need. So that's pretty cool. Um, also, Scent Crusher. Um, Scent Crusher Man is killing it. They, if, if you know Scent Crusher from, I mean, even a year ago, they've upgraded all their bags, their roller bags, um, and the, they've really upgraded everything the, from the room clean to the closet and everything in between. Um, I rocked the hell. My number one go-to was the roller bag this year. Um, Thanks to you, I've got one as well. Leah Leah got me one for Christmas. So. A roller bag. Yep. They're awesome. It's sweet, and you can take the unit off, take it to the blind with you, and hot box with ozone in the blind, <laughs> so it works out well. Yeah, no, that is cool. That's another thing with the, the the difference between the gear bag and the roller bag is the roller bag comes with that Halo series. Um, I mean, heck, I, I take that thing everywhere. We, yep. I run in the studio, I run in the bathroom, I run at my truck. Yep. Um, we, they had something for everything. So check out scentcrusher.com. Um, also loop old optics. Uh, we, I had some questions. Re- I don't know what it is. Like questions come in spurts, like all related. Everyone wanting to know what binos were rocking. And, uh, even though we say it a lot, 10 by 42s and loop old literally has you covered from whatever you want to spend to as little as to as much as you want to spend. Yep. They have like a version for you. Um, but we got that going. And then they also, this is kind of cool. They have the new Loophole RX Full Draw 4, and that pretty much shows you your high point indicator when you, when you say an animal or a 3D target, you draw it's at 65 yards. Well, if you have a low-hanging branch, it'll tell you where your arrow indicator is at that you might hit that branch. So it's pretty That'd cool. Nice. nice little range finder. Yeah, it shows your flight path, um, and you, you set it up to your bow, which is awesome. So um, I'll be – this will probably be my buddy – um, for everything whitetail related. I mean, even mule deer related when we go this fall or whatever, oh, yeah. but, um, pretty cool. Um, also thermoseat and victory archery thermoseat. We have working class bow hunter thermoseats on the store. Um, and if you go to thermoseat.com, use code WCTS to save some money, victory archery, we're shooting, well, you're shooting traditional. I shoot both. I shoot rip TKOs out of mm-hmm. the compound. And then I shoot their victory carbon trad four fifties out of my longbow. Yeah, awesome. I love those arrows, man. It's uh, nothing like having confidence in your arrow setup. Love it, man. They're it, they're hard hitting. Yeah, it sucks. I've I've lost confidence in my arrow setup, and it's kind of a sad a sad yeah. deal. Well, why have the primo bow and then a mediocre arrow on it? Like you want the full package. That's <laughs> right. the, that's the best arrow you can get, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, also, Gator Outdoors. Gator is an awesome company. We love working with them. They are a lifestyle brand, um, local to us. Uh, we're going to get with them and do some photo shoot type stuff. They're just good, wholesome Midwestern people who love the outdoors. Um, GatorOutdoors.com. If you'd like to get some Gator merch, code WCB10. We'll save you some coin there. Um, also, this one I'm really excited about. This is a new partner of ours. And 
it's something I've wanted, and we have an episode coming on this. It's something I've wanted to cover in detail for a long time, and that's the kind of the e-bike craze that we're going into. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of laughed at it when it first came out, but I've ridden them and have some experience on them, and you realize how quick, how effective it's going to be. Those things are torquey. <laughs> oh, dude, they're fun. <laughs> coming from a BMX background, um, but our newest partner, um, Rogue Ridge, Rogue Ridge e-bikes, roguridge.com, and uh, the Grind Turkey Decoys. So <clears throat> the grindoutdoors.com, um, they have all your turkey decoys. That's going to basically outfit us for turkey palooza. But the e-bike thing, they have three options. They have a folding one, which is insane. Um, that's going to be awesome for a lot of guys just wanting to save space. Right. Um, I'm sure some places out west you can t- drive them for a certain point. Drive them, ride them. I don't know how you'd go about it. But I'm already mapping out ways I'm going to use them for entry and exit. I've got farms I know it would come in handy on, so I'm going to yeah. be looking at those pretty hard. I'm going to start experimenting with you know, riding it to the tree. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how that'll affect entry and exit as far as like scent control oh, is game changer. You're kind of gliding. Yep. A lot of the deer that you spook or alert in the timber are deer that you never even see. You know, you walk in and out and within an hour you got deer crossing that path. I mean, they're picking up on that. Yeah. So something like this is keeping your scent off the ground. For sure. There's a lot to come from the e-bike thing and I want to get into it. And the nice thing is it's like they're affordable and it's the best e-bike on the market mm-hmm. as far as, you know, what they use to build them. So. You said the gears are real heavy in these compared to other brands that are out there. Yep. Yep. I know it's uh. We're going to do a whole episode just breaking them down from point A to Z, mm-hmm. um, going through them all so people can kind of understand what what they are, how they work, and what they're built from. Um, but, man, they're awesome. Yeah, com if you want to check them out. That's exciting, and they look cool. Yeah, they have a 750, 1000. They have a folding 750. Um, it's a veteran-owned business. Um, it's it's pretty cool. We're really excited about it. It's uh, I'm probably going to push them a little too hard thinking i'm mr cool bmx guy and like break my shoulders or something but i'm hoping that doesn't happen i'm uh i'm gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be fun i'm worried i'm gonna wreck it in the snow but i'm gonna i push my limits man i'm i'm an idiot i'm not a smart man you get a wage brain on something like that i'm gonna fuck it up i'll watch you do it (laughs) all right so we'll uh we'll make sure to get on video if we do um also big time uh new code so our old code was wcb 2020 it's easy to figure out what it is for 2021. Can you guess? WCB 2021. Wrong. No, that's actually 100% Bam. right. Bam. <laughs> that's the code. <laughs> um, they got their new blends out. They have new food plot blends out. Um, think about frost seeding. They have some screen out, too, this year. Yeah, that's a new do. product. They so do. Be they, checking that out. They, uh, we're going to do another podcast, get Joe back on. Um, it, it works when like your buddy's your partner. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll do a deep dive and get into everything there. But check out BigTime.com. Use code WCB2021. Man, getting into all the new partnership and everything, i got to update my my sheet here. It's going to be an exciting year. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And then Old Barn Taxidermy. Um, update, we will be picking a winner from the working class bow hunter uh, mounts, the, the, the people that submitted saying they were a listener and brought a mount to Old Barn. Um, we'll pick a winner here soon. We'll do an announcement. Uh, we'll do that on social media and on the podcast so everybody knows. Um, thank you for supporting us and for sort supporting Old Barn. And thank you for supporting all our partners. Um, sorry, a little long-winded. Going in, just to update, we are going to break all this stuff up a little more with getting new partners and kind of restructuring how we're going to do for 2021. Um, it might be more into early summer, but it's just basically going to be to where it's not 10 minutes on the beginning of every episode um, and just kind of make it 
So it makes a little more sense and a little more structured. Change it up a little bit. Yeah, change it up a little bit, man. I like doing it this way because it's organic and it's we're just talking about it. Um, but, you know, I, it might get a little exhausting for listeners. I don't know. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe they get it and they want to hear about the stuff. But we're trying to think of new ways and uh, new ways to get it across and, and, of course, promote who we believe in and who believes in us, but not burn everybody out at the same time. So it's uh, you need to have them when we're pushing out free content and – we're trying to chase our dream here. so Got to pay them bills. I think everybody understands. Um, cool. Doug's going to jump on quick. We're going to get a veteran shout-out knocked out, hit you with the intro, and then hopefully you enjoy the episode. So thanks for tuning in. Hey, guys. It's Doug here. I got a veteran shout-out, and this is sponsored by Operation HHA USA. And uh, the statement is, to show appreciation and create a community for veterans and activity, an active military through archery and the outdoors. Activity military. Sorry, I couldn't see it. It's <laughs> all right. Uh, no, HHA is awesome. Operation yeah. HHA USA. HHA. Wow, God, that's hard to say. I just Chandler fed me a spicy jalapeno sausage. Now my tongue is <laughs> like on fire. Why is it spicy? Why is it spicy? <laughs> HHA USA dot org. We'll be at one of their bow shoots this summer. Yeah, um, hopefully more to, than that if it all works out. So they look really fun too. Yeah. Um, also, to submit a veteran shout out, working class bow hunter, and there's a tab right on our website. And it goes that right goes, to me. Boom. Take it away. I Doug. got them on down. So this veteran shout out. Uh, was submitted by Jake Eshmel, and the veteran name is Steve Looney. He was in the Navy. Says uh, Steve went in the military in the Navy right after high school. Once he got out, and has been working construction ever since, and has always been an avid hunter. He introduced me into hunting ten years ago, and we have been gone hunting together ever since. We just booked our first out-of-state hunt for Maine in 2020. So thanks for that submitting that, Jake, and thanks for your service, Steve. Well, I guess thanks both of you for your service. Yeah, thanks guys. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you guys. Very cool. Yeah, that's it. Quick and easy, man. Yeah, nice and easy. It's Some are really detailed, some, some are not, are, yeah. and some are in between. So uh, you can add as much as you want, and we'll read them um, when you do your your submission. It's uh, We give you the box to, you know, you can do it, do your thing, shout-outs and all that stuff. So thanks for your service, guys. We appreciate it, and we what? hope everyone enjoys this episode. What? What? Holy shit, you made it. It's a working class bowhunter podcast. We are not in the studio. We are at Lord Chandler's house. His, uh, what do you call this place? I guess I just call it the, the man attic. The Lord's kingdom. <laughs> the old man attic. Heaven. I've, I've, been, I've been told Graceland. I kind of like Graceland. This is good, man. We're sitting, we're sitting at your bar, which is rad. I'm trying to just paint the picture for the listeners at home. Sitting at your bar, there's a, um, a really, and this is a joke, a really real old school, well done neon sign in here, handmade, um, handmade glass. Jordan's got his nose turned up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and then we have, how many whitetails are in here? I don't know. One, two, three, four, five, six, At seven, least eight, 32. nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, I think sixteen, seventeen. Oh, I'm not counting skulls. 18, 19, there's almost 30 whitetails in here, I'd say. Plus, down If there. you're counting skulls, yeah, probably. Well, those count. An elk, and there's some downstairs, and a couple black bears. A beaver. A beaver. It's a lovely room of death. It is. It's great. <laughs> um, if you are curious what this room looks like, there's a quick clip on our reels on Instagram. But we'll probably do like a, a little video tour eventually, or maybe like we'll do a video of Austin picking out a couple of his favorite bucks or something. But... Anyway, myself, Kurt Geyer, the Lord, 
Jordan, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Jordan Gensmer uh, from Hayward, Wisconsin, and uh, yeah, just happy to be here. Yeah, you're from, I mean, you, we talk, you guessed it on a podcast in studio the other day, yep. but you're a man of many hats. Uh, talk about just a few of your projects quick, and then we'll dive into them. Um, well, I'm, uh, my wife and I own a resort in Hayward, Wisconsin. Um, after I graduated high school, I uh, apprenticed a neon shop and um, learned how to make neon signs, and that kind of got my boots going back and forth from Winona, Minnesota to Hayward, Wisconsin, uh, selling signs and going musky fishing. And um, one thing turned into another. I uh, ended up buying, or my wife and I ended up buying the resort. And uh, yeah, now we're, I do the resort. I still do the neon as a hobby. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And pull back and let go. So I came up with, uh, it's kind of something that, a buddy of mine and my wife came up with, we were always saying we're going to pull back and let go on a buck and, you know, kind of a hunting talk type deal. And, uh, then we got talking like, Oh, we should make this a thing and see if it's a thing. And, um, yeah, we just, now it's a thing. It's a thing, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, we're proud of our logo and, um, so what is it like lifestyle brand? Yeah, I guess I would call it a lifestyle brand. Um, we're just avid bow hunters who like to bow hunt like the rest of you guys. And, um, yeah, we're just a community type yeah, deal. That's yep, cool. Yep, sell uh made a website for it, uh pullbackandletgo.com and selling clothes and you know, just yeah. Thanks to my wife, she kind of pushed me over the pushed me off the bridge so to speak and um just said, "Let's do it." So, here Very we cool. are. What's the website for the resort? Anglershavenresort.com. And then Pink House Neon, your neon shop, yep. just on Instagram. It's just on Instagram, yep. It's kind of a hobby for me. Um, I really enjoy that page. I think it's worth any. Most people listening are like interested in trades and working with their hands. That Follow that page. It's well worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's old school uh, glass bending. Um, I learned from a good old boy down in Tennessee. Um, yeah, just... Uh, Sorry, open for hire? Like if a hunting show or other podcast or brand or somebody with their own like construction business, like, damn, it'd be cool to have a neon sign of my logo or something I like at my bar, can they hit you up? Yep. I got I got time in the winter to do stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. You're currently making, I don't know if you want to talk about it in detail, you're making something for us. I am. But Ross Bigger's in here too, by the way. Sorry, I know I can see us. I'm so interested in the neon shit that we'll just forget about this magnificent beard right here. So I just want to say, you know, Ross Bigger's here, um, triple 200. So what's up? Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up, man? <laughs> uh, Glad you could No, I, I was actually just looking at Jordan's beard, and I think mine needs yeah. to get Ooh, bigger. We've got now, yours glorious. is less gray. Yours yeah. is a Pope and no. Young, and this Pope and Young Boone Crockett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan's got the Boone B and C for yeah. sure. <laughs> right. Ross usually isn't used to taking second place on the beard competition, so <laughs> I think you might have to. On oh, this yeah, one. all day. Uh, they're both great beards as far as like I'm concerned and you know you got a pretty good beard Austin. We don't yeah, we don't even get to talk about our beards and I'm pretty proud of mine, but yeah. when these guys roll in it's like fuck, I'm the little four corn in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a hundred inch buck kill off a five five acre food plot, if you know what I'm saying. Um but yeah, it looks like Jordan's beard birthed yours. Yeah, yeah. I'm just <laughs> just wow. a child of Jordan's beard. But it's birth. like the same wow. beard. It's, it's like, the same like um like genre of beard though. 
I think so. Yeah, he's, right. got, he's got a nice beard. Give B- us, no, Gibbons. he oh. deserves more credit than that. Billy Gibbons is a about, good one. Billy Gibbons is about the only man I could think of that has a more impressive beard. But the thing is, <laughs> Ross, your beard is like just in that middle ground phase. I've seen your beard like that beard. I, I've been hacking on it a little bit. Management, dude. Just heard yeah. management. Land management. Yeah, yeah. land management. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. land management. So uh, I want to go back to the neon sign thing because you're making some shit for us. Yep. And yeah, I think we got hooked up at a show somewhere along the line, and we talked. Iowa? And I think it was Iowa. And um, yeah, I just kind of said, "Hey, let's do it." And so we yeah. drew up some designs, and you guys decided what you liked, and uh, I think uh, I think it's going to look pretty awesome. I'm really yeah. excited for it. It's a wicked cool. cool process to watch. I got to go up this summer and stay at his resort, and he invited me over one night and uh, mixed me up a whiskey and cranked up some heavy metal, and I sat there and watched him bend some glass, and, man, it's it's crazy to watch. It's so cool. Which, I, get, which I screwed up, by the way, because I had the Lord in the pink house, you know? Mm-hmm. So, was, so you were all nervous. Yeah, I was a little nervous. Right. Big buck killer in my presence, I you tried know? To right, bl- right. I tried to bless him, but it didn't work. <laughs> hey, I have an idea for a neon sign for you. <laughs> he tried to bless him while he's working. He's like, get the fuck away. You're fucking me up. I got an idea for you, okay. Lord. What do you got? Um, the hopper dropper as a neon. That'd be cool. So we got the shirt that uh, Pilch did. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could do something with neon in that. That'd, That'd be, be cool. Pretty wild. That'd be cool. I may or may not have taken a picture of that buck already for that purpose. Mm, look at me. The wheels are already Look turned. at you, I mean. The wheels are burning. Look at me looking at you. This is cool. <laughs> look at me looking at you. <laughs> look at this. Look at that. <laughs> helping you, helping me. Well, that's fun. So you're down here hunting with Chandler. Yep. So, which is cool. Like it, It's kind of neat how this all kind of circled in. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, how did you guys connect? We, I think you, just through the podcast. Just through the podcast, uh, well, I think. And I, I'd made a post uh, last summer, said we're looking to go to a vacation in northern Wisconsin, and had like seven or eight different people say, man, a- Angler's Haven, check them out. And I knew that you were a listener of the podcast, and we just, I kind of called you, said, yeah, man, I'll squeeze you in. We'll find a spot. And uh, went up there, and we really hit it off. He's got two kids the same age as mine, and they just, they're like, peas in a pod it's it's kind of crazy how how uh, much they resemble each other yeah they acted like they grew up down the street from each other that's awesome it's crazy that's cool it's pretty cool works out good especially you're like trying to hang out the parents you don't want to have like you want to hang out with a parent that's got like a shitty kid (laughs) right right (laughs) you know what i mean and it sucks it's like you can't help if you have a shitty kid sometimes don't repeat anything (laughs) that johnny says (laughs) right yeah yeah this dad's good mom's a hell of a bitch but we'll just ignore okay um, I'm an idiot. Uh, so how cool. Did, yeah. How did that go? You got no honor, you goddamn bitch. <laughs> you got no honor, goddamn bitch. That's a that's a quote from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, that's you, pretty cool. You guys meshed up so good. Though. Very yeah, cool. That's, very cool. A lot of common and you interest. Wound up clear up in Wisconsin at his yep. Resort. So now we've got a vacation spot. Whenever we want to head up, we'll yeah, plan the family vacation and Heck head up yeah. there in the summertime. That's and he's got a whitetail spot and works out right. well. We're gonna get Austin a muskie. Oh yeah, that that's fun. the next. Uh, yep. That's yep. the next uh, goal we have to complete. Yep. Yeah, so. yeah. So you hunted down here. I mean, basically a week, right? Yeah. Yep. Just uh, yeah, great ground down here. Beautiful country. Great um, late season hunting. Great late season hunting. Just typically. Typically, but yeah, <laughs> it's been weird. No, it's been weird. This week's been a little slow. Just need yeah. some weather. I mean, it's cold, yeah. but we just it would have been nice to have some snow. But we had several big deer show up in the evenings. Um, some deer that I'd never seen before, and one that'd been missing for a month. So the big deer are around. They're just we don't have the weather to push them on the food in the daylight right now. Yeah, yep. it's not force them to make moves. Yeah, when you want them to make the move, that's the thing. Like me too. I have a big time plot, and I have a cell cam on it. It's like every night, right after dark, they're there. But ours is like due to like the neighboring pressure. You know, like. 
we don't really hit that farm too hard. It's just the neighbors and gu- it's basically gun season, is what I'll point out. Yep. You met three weekends of gun season can fuck a deer up that bad. I had a buck. I haven't seen him on camera for 16, 17 days from, well, technically, whatever it would have been. No, I lied. First shotgun season, whatever. So the weekend before Thanksgiving, he showed up yesterday, December like 16th. Makes mm-hmm. a big deer act like a big deer when they mm-hmm. get a little pressure put on them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just, they just lay down. Yeah. Well, we're in that time frame right now where the late season bucks, like Austin said, you're starting to get some some boys you ain't seen before start yeah. to show up. And that's, yeah, we're we're right in that wheelhouse right there. We just need yeah. the, like he said, too, is just, we need the weather. We were real you close. Know. The temperatures were right. We just have no snow. If yeah. we had six inches of snow on right now and it was It'd 20 a, degrees for a high, I mean, you'd, you'd see those big boys in the daylight. But right. we just didn't get lucky enough to get it this but week. That's a good thing that they let uh, deer season run till January 15th. <laughs> Still yeah. some time. Oh, shit. Yep. What, what do you think the reason is you're seeing those random deer pop up? Like on your property, it, like deer you've never seen. It seems like every year, like Ross said, we see this on both of our properties around the middle of December. You, uh, I don't know if it's gun season or they're just coming back into a range where they summered or what, but mm-hmm. they always seem to kind of, you'll always have a stranger, a big one, show up in the late season. Every year I, I have one or two strangers show Would it up. be pressure from neighbors and there's some food that you guys have that they don't? Like big time or something? Ross and I both always have good food sources in the winter, so that's one thing that's a draw for deer that mm-hmm. typically don't. Yeah. Uh, well, I was hoping Jordan was going to wax a big giant this week over a big time plot. and We had a good one. I'll pull up a picture here while we're talking, but he's a, just a new random deer that showed up on my yeah. on my farm where Jordan's been hunting, but he's he's a dandy. He's going to be a good oh, one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Split two, some junk on the bases. He's wicked what, cool. What were you going for, uh, Jordan? Like, Did you have anything in mind that you really wanted to leave with? or Just uh you know, a nice over maybe one thirties, one forties buck. I yeah. mean, nothing doable, achievable. Achieve, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a Lord Chandler, so <laughs> to speak. I don't have the opportunity in northern Wisconsin after you know, like yeah, bucks yeah. like you guys got down here. Um, so honestly, just anything decent was kind of my goal, and yeah, yeah. So something I mean, that made you feel good when you walked. Exactly. In. Yeah, that's yep. cool, man. Yep. Absolutely. Well, that and when you're on a travel hunt, I mean, it's the pressure's on, and mm-hmm. yeah, you're here limited freezing. time. Like you're not gonna like hunt for three or four days, figure some shit out, make some moves. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're it, It's tough when the rut's on and, and everybody's running crazy and you see bucks every day. When you're coming in the late season and you don't have the weather for it, I mean, it's damn near impossible to run into a mature, big, you know, 140-type buck. It's you're kind of stuck until something happens yep. weather-wise, you know. Yep. I think that's like a lot of people get stuck on that. It's like, how do I... How do I get on him if he's not moving in daylight? It's like, well, motherfucker, there's not really a whole lot you can yeah, do. You like, can't force it. <laughs> I feel like, though, I mean, nothing's wrong with thinking that because some people just don't know or maybe not, don't have the food or don't have the knowledge or resources to make it happen. But, I mean, really, there's not a lot you can do. Hope, you know, Hopefully there is something, but, yeah, you're waiting. You, you, get that, you get that random activity from the second and the third rut trickling in. You see some rut-like activity, and sometimes you just see a random big boy show up at 9 in the morning. But uh, typically when you're seeing daylight movement, it's you're catching the big boy coming off the bed, coming to feed. So mm-hmm. that's why Ross and I kind of lay off mornings when it gets into December. It's not You, you kind of do more harm than good. I feel like it kind of going back to that early October theory in a way, yep. like they're feeding or on their way back, to, or right. they're already bedded. Or whatever, but yeah, it's it's crazy though. A few years back, I mean, I've over the past few years, I guess, I've I've seen some great big deer show up on bean stubble, following like eight fawns 
or yearlings, yeah, I yeah. should say. Mm-hmm. So they they're like in they're that in third, heat or something. They're yeah, they're in that third, what I call a third rut, basically. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a little spritz of a rut, right? But, yeah, yeah, you know, they're they're, they're young, checking those little young does the out, super young does, that and the young does don't know any yeah. better. They're just going to the bean stubble and digging through snow. Yeah, and there's some sniffing and dry. There might be a giant following them. I mean, it's it's crazy, but. Anyway. Yeah, well, I was hoping you'd have something, because are you are you hunting tomorrow or are you leaving in, in the morning? I'll probably head out in the morning, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. damn. Had fun, though? Yeah, great time. Yeah, yeah. it's been, been awesome. Austin's put me in some really great spots and mm-hmm. just beautiful country. Like I said, it's it's real, it's a completely different atmosphere than northern Wisconsin's hunting. You know, it's yeah. the same, but it's not. You know, there's a lot more ag down here. There's a lot more, uh, right. you know, creeks and stuff like that. So Did you just feel like? Big buck area. Like yeah, it just, it. it just, yeah, it just felt big buck all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, I've never been up where you're at, northern Wisconsin, but I mean, we looked at some aerial photos, like you showed me where the resort was, where mm-hmm. your house was, and stuff. It just looks like a lot of woods and a lot, a lot of woods, of, yep. a lot of terrain for the most part. Yep. But if I remember right, mm-hmm. down Be- here with country, yeah, it's this area. I mean, you know, take up where we're at here and draw a line all the way across to Indiana. It's got that. Midwestern, just classic, like you see on TV, the big buck vibe, the feel. But it's also like I'm biased, so I feel that way all the time. Like I just love the Midwest and late October, November. There's just a feel that Iowa and Illinois and the Midwest down here has that is yeah. why people are obsessed with whitetails. I think, I, yeah, whitetails are amazing, but I think the feel of knowing there's those whitetails like adds to that, you know? Yep. But, I got a, a buddy, Jeff Evans, and, um, you probably heard the name Greg Miller before. Mm-hmm. Um, they're from up there, and um, talking with them at the resort and stuff. Um, Are they you know, come to the resort and all yeah, that? The That's cool, awesome. the cool old days. You know the stories of the big timber bucks, and you know how it used to just be awesome. And yeah, and I don't want to just say that it's all the wolf, the wolves' problems, but we've we've definitely have a lot of predators up there compared to down here. Yeah, so yeah. that's what you know. Yeah, there's coyotes and your random bobcat. Yep, here we got it all up there. Coyotes, wolves. You're in, are you into the wolves and, thick up there? Yeah, in certain parts of Wisconsin, they're pretty thick. Can you hunt them? They're talking about getting our season back 2021, I think. Um, it just kind of got reinstated. Hopefully it Will, will it hopefully be like it open, like coyote? No, it's going to be a, probably a lottery point system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about wolves, but I just hear all these horror stories about them, and excuse my ignorance here, but I just think, like, who gives a fuck? Like, let's open it up. They're, We're hunters. We want to see the game stay right. in that area. And you look at the nightmares of, like, Idaho. I mean, yeah. the the wolf population out there is totally decimated. The elk yeah. hunting out there, it was good 20 years ago, and now look what's out there. I mean, it's, I'm the same saying, thing. But, it's the same thing around here with the bobcats. I mean, yeah. we're worried about We're going to get to that. We're point. seeing more and more bobcats. We're worried. Yeah. Oh, I got a boatload of them on camera. But I'll I say just, this, though, before we get off the wolf thing. I just don't want to yeah, sound like I'm heartless and ignorant. Like I don't want to see them all go away. I still want to see like we'll, like, well, yeah. cool. we'll have some wolves still in there, but like they just need management. Yeah, kind of like coyotes here. There's a lot of coyotes here. They do kill deer, and they can be a problem. But you can hunt them, and it's cool. Yep. You know, I get it. Maybe make it a three month open season on wolves. And I don't know what the wolf population is there. I'm just talking on my ass, but spitting theories here. Like, right. But for the record, I don't want to see them extinct. I don't want to see them decimated. Well, no, the planet, no. You, but, right. There needs to be a right. healthy population of wolves, yeah. but. Healthy being the key word. I mean, we need the state still has to look at what makes revenue and what makes money, and that's elk and deer and everything else. Yeah. And the wolf will take care of that if we let it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our turkeys around here, like I was saying, I mean, with the bobcats, I mean, everywhere, you know, they're just 
wiping turkeys out. <laughs> I mean, when we're anytime I'm walking to a stand or I'm shed hunting or mushroom hunting or anything, like there's turkey feathers everywhere. Yeah. And you know, bobcats are just slipping up there and wiping them out. Well, Illinois is a is the same deal. You apply for tag and it's a it's a lottery. I mean, you. Have you guys ever put in for that? Austin has I a have lot. For I have three not. or four years, and I never drew the tag yet. Yeah, I know a couple other guys have done the same. Do you have bobcat season up there where you're at, Jordan? We do. Um, one of my buddies actually uh, ended up um, getting one this year, but uh, I think it ended up being like 35 pounds. Holy, are you, 35 pounds? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's a big you one. look at your 40-pound coyote, think of that in a cat. That would be horrifying. 30-pound yep. cat's a monster. Yeah, my house cat could fuck me up if I wasn't looking, <laughs> and it weighs like nine pounds. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, a you ever 20, try to hold a twenty-pound a... cat's a nice, good average. I mean, that's a big cat. You yeah. Know? Will you ever try to hold a house cat down to yeah, like get into like a little kennel or something? You can't do it. it don't work. Can you imagine <laughs> if you had a thirty-five-pound bobcat jump on your back? Ah. Like, it gets your juggler. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, on our property. We have uh, uh, a female, and we have a male, and the male's probably um, probably pushing forty. No he's, kidding. He's huge. He's on camera all the time. I wonder if that's like northern big woods. Cats like that. Somebody with experience, let us know because there's got to be a bobcat. We've got some. I've seen some big cats. I've actually had to pass three cats up in the last three or four years with a bow because you're waiting on a tag. Yeah, it makes me mad. I have to let them walk at 20 yards. But I've seen some cats that I would believe were in the mid 20s here. That's crazy, man. Yeah, but back to your question about Wisconsin. As far as I know, don't don't hold me to it. But it's Mm -hmm. like I haven't never registered. Um, it's, It's like buying points, and then once you get like 10 years or eight years worth for the wolves. No, for bobcats. Oh, oh. And then you can you put in a lottery and you get drawn, and that's how you acquire a tag. So it takes a long time to get one. I've never done it, but you know now having the property that I have, I wish I yeah. Well, do you had. know how big the wolves get up in that area? Because it's not that far away. That's the only reason why I'm like. So um, I've had them in my driveway. I'd say they're probably pushing, you know, like the ones that have walked in my driveway, probably ninety pounds. No kidding. Eighty-five, ninety pounds. I would guess. Big um, enough. Big enough. Close enough. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had tracks on my property. I've had Montreal cameras, and um, my buddies kind of poke fun at me for that. They actually uh, hung a sign on my—I uh, have a gate on my driveway, and there's a picture of a little tin, like a little artsy-fartsy thing, and it mm-hmm. says, uh, the gang's all here for a howling good time. <laughs> so they make they make fun of me with my wolf population that I have, but <laughs> yeah, like, we, we got it all up there. Crazy man. Yeah, there's big bucks diversity. too, but they're just not like down here where it's your numbers are a lot higher. And right, right. So you want to come back? I think I'm going to come back if yeah. Austin will have me. I'm, I'm oh for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. throttled down. You got to right. come back. Kinda like t- yet this season, huh? Oh, uh, I got to get the bar open again. <laughs> Ooh, what a life shame. life gets in the way. Jordan's a busy man. Once the bar opens back up, he's pretty much dedicated to that. But I told him maybe next year if I get to pick up some more property to lease, maybe we get him back for a rut hunt next year. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Deerapalooza. Mm-hmm. All oh, our yeah. paloozas. But uh, I was going to ask you something. So with the resort, you mentioned the bar. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this a little bit on the Nebraska podcast that mm-hmm. you sat in on. Um, Line and Kugels is like your guys' jam. Yep. Of course, you're in Wisconsin. Like once Line and Kugels is delicious. Mm-hmm. What's up, sponsor? Um, but you guys are a like – what do they call it? An we honorary are, Liney we are Lodge? an honorary Liney Lodge, yes. There's uh, – there's either two or three of them. I I probably should know this, but I know there's two of them for sure. One's on yeah. Long Lake, which is south of us, and then we're the first ever honorary Lonnie Lodge. Um, basically, so you got like a plaque or something. In yeah, the they 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 gave us a huge plaque that has like a carved hand carved out muskie, and it says Lonnie Kugels. No and then kidding. we get each year we fulfill um, 
we fulfill a certain percentage of sales and then we get a new plaque every like little plaque that goes on the plaque if that makes oh, sense really? um for every year we do it yeah that's cool and they're like big supporters of what outdoor people do right yeah oh yeah they're they're a very outdoor based brand yeah. for sure yeah. yep um i mean they they're born and bred in chippewa falls wisconsin so right right you know fishing hunting kayaking the whole deal is kind of their gig so that's cool i feel like that's fair to point out especially with you never know like where what's coming from and like i don't know it seems like now more than ever people are more concerned with the people behind brands people buying products and yep. stuff but great family great company yeah i've always hear rumors that and i don't mean to start like a wisconsin beer feud with our listeners but i always hear because <laughs> wisconsin people are so proud of wisconsin my dad's born and raised from wisconsin so i kind of get what that vibe's like which is awesome i think um, it's hard to be that way when you're from Illinois, you know, we don't know what that's like, but, uh, we got people leaving <laughs> Illinois to go to Wisconsin to yeah, be like, yeah, you know, we're like, we wish we could, that's leave. like, like 85% <laughs> of our clientele is from, from Illinois. I bet oh, Chicagoans yeah. all over, but I mean, yes, definitely. We definitely have Chicago guys, but, yeah. um, uh, we have actually, it's kind of cool. We have a lot of firemen, a lot of policemen. Oh, awesome. Um, that are from Chicago. So I, I like, I kind of. Can't wait for that time of year to hear yeah. their stories and stuff. It's just pretty I can cool. imagine it's they got stories, man, and they they can talk and they know how to talk and right, right. Yeah, our client we have a lot of clients from from Illinois. Very so. cool. Well, no s, but uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, the noise. Well, let me let me stir some shit up in Wisconsin. Um, I heard that everyone talks about you know spotted cow, spotted oh, cow. Oh, yeah. well, yep. I heard there are people, and I don't know about this, but I'm just stirring shit up. Keep that in mind. I'm being an a hole. Uh, that they're like, like anti hunters. Yeah, I I can't I can't confirm that Come on, either. Man. I can't confirm that either. But the one thing I do know is we get asked for their beer a lot. Yeah, and uh, basically our our answer every time is we're Alani Lodge and yeah, drink line and Kugel. Yeah, we're Alani Lodge Kugel, and uh, you know they support us and we support them and That's you know Mister yep. Mister. New Glarus hasn't walked into my bar and introduced himself, so it's that's kind of where I'm at, you know. Right. Well, I mean, if he knows you're a hunter, he probably wouldn't. I mean, if here you want, I am, just talking that shit. I, I don't mean, know. If you're, li- if you're listening, <laughs> Mister New Glarus, come on in. Let's let's meet. But I mean, until then, we're but we're. If you're donating always... money to PETA, don't go there. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, Lining Kugels is delicious. Summer shandy, good all year round. Mm. I will say. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm just gonna say because I've been up there, the bar. Angler's Haven is very cool. It's a really unique vibe. It's not a very big bar, but you walk in and there's signs. And, of course, Jordan's got some neon that he's showing off and a really cool bar and little room. And it's it's a really cool vibe. We really enjoyed it. Uh, The drinks, of course, are awesome. Jordan's behind the bar making drinks. And uh, a lot of ice cream drinks go on. He does a lot of ice cream drinks. The pizzas are all like he's got a lot of custom pizzas that are really cool. Uh, the food's awesome, so if you ever want to get up there and check it out while you're up there next to Hayward, it's it's worth the stop. Yeah, he was Jordan was making us some drinks before we started recording. I'm like, yeah, do you like bartend at your like? I just figured he had somebody <laughs> that like worked his bar for him. He's like, like looked at me. He's like, you didn't say this, but you're, I could tell you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right? <laughs> you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> yeah, it's my bar. <laughs> Jordan knows his way around an old fashioned. We'll put it that way. Yeah, he's. he's Poured a few of them. Yeah, I'm drinking one now. It's good, and I don't drink this stuff usually. One because I don't know how to make it. But we did the stuff. best we could. Austin's got about 99 percent of what we need, and we pulled it off. Yeah, I got the I got the redneck old fashioned stuff, but Jordan's legit, so we may do with what we have. Yep. You know, what we should do this. This might be a dumb idea, but I'm just going off the top here. It's what we do. You know, <laughs> um, wouldn't it be cool to see? And nobody probably give a shit. Be cool to like do a hangout 
podcast giveaway with a listener. Like they can come to your man cave and we can mix up drinks and podcasts. Do a little podcast. Them. Yeah. I enjoy these podcasts, whether it's at my place or Ross's place or wherever. Yeah. It's just you can – I don't know. you got a bar sitting right behind you so you can make a mixer. And yeah. I don't know. I have fun doing that. Absolutely. I enjoy these type of podcasts because it's like one – not that like it ever feels like work for me, but I love the studio podcast because that's where we get down and dirty and like yeah. actually get like – it just feels like – your home, right? Yep. This is cool because I'm leaning up on a bar and I'm not staring at a computer. It's like a hangout, just a yeah. chilling good time. The mic's in front of my face. I'm not wearing a headset, so yep. you know I'm drinking at somebody else's. I feel like I'm at a bar just bullshitting, yep. which we yep. are. But It's yep. like elementary school. Field, field trips are fun. It's a field yeah. trip. Yeah, field, field trips, trips are, are fun. <laughs> so we got a lot more of these planned with Ross's man cave getting finished and all that coming up. So yeah, yeah. Speaking uh, of Palooza's. We're going to run out of time here on the old Doe-Palooza. We need to uh, get a date together and get, yeah. the, get the boys together and try to kill some shit. I know. We're kinda, we, um, yeah, we're smashing down here on some dates. I mean, we got to – So we time-wise, we're going to be limited. I know. We're going to be like <laughs> – we have basically between New Year's and the Nebraska show weekend. We have one yeah. weekend to get it done. And we're wanting to take somebody out, but I don't know if we're going to have time now. It just It just gets away from me so fast. There's just a lot going but, on, but yeah. we can we can still we can pull it off. All we got to do is just get it booked right now, so then nothing else falls in that spot. I mean, that's we right. Put our heads together on that. I'd like to do that. Yeah, it would be fun. I got a doe tag left. I'm gonna. I need to get one. I got two just burning a hole in my pocket. So mm-hmm. I don't want to use them up in the same night. When I buy my tags, I buy like I buy all the tags I want to fill at the beginning of the season, typically. So yeah, but it's kind of cool to see them like slowly they start disappearing if everything's going right you know right but i don't you know. know you guys got to come up to anglers and have a hayward wisconsin palooza i'm up for that come uh, to the resort musky drink palooza. some musky palooza something yeah <laughs> Why awesome. Google palooza? get you guys up there podcast yeah I'd, I'd like to do some fishing man do some something, fishing something in the off season you know yeah yeah couturier is the body of water right out in front of the lodge and it is beautiful massive body of water just pristine go out in the mornings and it's like glass and there's like two or three other boats on the on the mm. thing, I mean, it's it's gorgeous. That sounds awesome. I'm in. Yeah. I have done a lot of fishing. My dad's. I grew up. You know, my dad's allergic to fish, so we never did did much growing up. But it's always, like every time I do it, I have a blast. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. but I feel so I've never, out I've, of it. Like, I've never been much of a fisherman either. But that uh, Cree River Lodge, we went up there in Canada mm-hmm. uh, and shot that uh, black bears, and uh, we got to do, uh, fish for northern pike and walleye, and that was. Yep. I'm not like I said. I'm not much of a fisherman, but damn, that was fun. Yeah. It's Watching those big northern pike just snatch up a big old bait, it yep. was, that yep. was fun. You don't have to be good at it to enjoy it. Jordan could probably show us the ropes a little bit, but I went up there and fished five or six days in a row and had a blast every time. Oh, yeah. Actually, on our lake, we should have northern pike palooza. Oh, I'm down for that. That pike, would be pike palooza. I've caught palooza. one of those on the Mississippi would, in my life. And we can yeah. even do that in the winter if you want to. Oh, I've always wanted to ice fish. I have, I have more time personally in the winter if – you guys ever want to come down and ice fish? Let's do it. Let's plan it. Okay, that sounds. Are you fun. augering like a twenty-four inch hole through the ice? Well, I haven't been pike? home. I haven't been home in a week now. It was kind of first ice when I left. There was about two inches when I left, and I'm hearing reports that there's already six plus. So that'll be that's go time as far as ice fishing is concerned. And um, pretty soon I'll be marking the lake for snowmobile trails because that's a big business for us in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's. A typical year, you'll you'll drill on Lacoudre. You'll drill 
anywhere from, like you said, 20 to 24, 30 inches. And then like a huge year of ice would be like 40 inches. Dang. Really? Yeah, like four years ago. I could be wrong on my dates, but three to four years ago, April 17th, just shooting off my hip here. Um, out in front of the resort, we still had 40 inches of ice. Wow. Many Christmas. So we're, what? Yeah, I did a post on it on Anglers. It's a, it, almost my auger didn't, almost didn't make it through. But it was like 40 inches on the head, and um, yeah, opener is like May 5th. You got to drive a car on that? Oh, yeah, you can drive. So I'm I'm yep. thinking right now, I've got a, I've got a Bobcat skid loader, a big old seven. Yep. A big old 750 that I could just take out there with a post hole digger with and just start, yeah. <laughs> just start poking holes. And we have just insurance, man. Yeah. Set those shanties left and right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a popular question this time of year. My, uh, the angler's uh, inbox starts to get pretty full with, is the ice safe? Can I do this? Can I do that? Mm-hmm. And and I always kind of just be like, I don't know. I you know I try to give my best advice, but, man, if you... It's on you. As you guys know in the hunting world, you know, if you give someone advice, well, the guy's a... Working class told me I could do that. Right. You know, it's the same thing. Jordan from Angler said I could do it. Yeah. You know, so it's like I never want to put my stamp of approval on anything because these people yeah. will literally take it. Wage prints, right. Yeah. That's us. <laughs> you get They'll literally take it to heart and then all of a sudden their Chevy's at the bottom of the lake and they're like, well, Jordan said it was yeah, safe Jordan's to drive fault. out here. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, so, 40 inches of ice is still ice. It's, it's not concrete. Of, so yeah. probably a 12,000-pound skid loader isn't the if safest. You, thing. If you've got 40 inches of ice. <laughs> yeah. You could drive a Mack truck on, on that if thing. If you've got 40 fine. inches of ice and it's below zero or zero or in the teens and it's January, you're fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, ice road truckers—they get. Yeah, that's all they do. It. They're I mean, driving what, on. What, they're driving that, on thirty inch, pounds. Yeah, they're driving on like thirty inches of ice, but it's colder than right. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, that's crazy. I would like to do that though. I'd like to do some winter fishing. It'd be. It'd be. I'd never done it. You know, I've always wanted to. But I've, I've fished a little bit back here, but never pulled anything big through the ice. That'd be, be fun. fun. There's a pond right across the street from my house that I want to get permission to fish in the winter because I could just go over there with beer and crawl home. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Build know. you a little shanty. Yeah, yeah. I'm the shotgun hunter of fishing. That's me. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right. Whenever I think of ice fishing, I think of grumpy old men when they got the old uh, the wooden huts over it, and they got their little TV going with a couch. I'm like, yeah, that's my kind of fishing right yeah. there. Yeah. And nowadays oh, yeah. it's uh, rangers with tracks and uh, satellite TV and a bathroom, and it's mm-hmm. 70 degrees and more brats and line mm. of kugels and whiskey you can drink. No kidding. You wait for the flag to go up, and you run out and... Set your, you know, you hook your fish, and yep. it's more drinking and eating than it's, it's fishing. It's the shotgun hunting of fishing. It, it is the shotgun hunting of fishing. <laughs> right? That is correct. I mean, that is the bottom line there. <laughs> hey, I want to come out for, like, what would be, like, the equivalent to, like, muzzleloader season, you know? Like, I'm a little more serious than the 12 gate, you know, the Mossberg 500 guys. Like an ice fishing reference? Yeah. But, uh, I would say, like, muzzleloader would be, like, you're kind of mobile. You have, like, a Vexlar flasher, <laughs> and you're kind of chasing walleyes. You know, you're kind of moving around. Right, right. Fish uh, it for a day, and nothing big's there. You move on yeah, to the you, next Well, spot. even for, if nothing's – you're not catching anything in an hour, you can, you know, pack up and move to a different part of the lake. I mean, they're – The mobile fishermen. The mobile, what, that's what would the be, thing, like, yep. the – would that be kind of like the bow hunting version of – the bow hunting version would be. I'd say that's more like fly fishing. That'd be like late season musky fishing. That's, tradi- that's, that's the traditional archery. Yeah. Austin asked me when the best time to come down to catch a muskie is, and I said right when you're getting that itch to get in the tree stand. That's about when you should Ooh, be musky uh-huh. fishing. Dude, fuck fishing, man. It's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? It's a no for me, dog. So that's why you should come down in the winter. Shout out to Randy Jackson. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's ice fish up there with him. That'd, that'd be, be fun. fun. That would be I so fun. Plus, you don't got to bring coolers. 
No, everything's cold. You're good. Set them in the snow. Sheesh. Drive the truck out, set the tip-ups up, get the whiskeys, get the brats rolling. Well, you know that whiskey won't freeze up, so nope. just set her on the ice and yeah. let her go. Yeah. I'll bring my truck when the ice is thin, got that gap insurance, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sink that mother. Damn. Well, it sounds fun out there. I mean, you got a kick-ass bar. You got fishing. Yep. You got all sorts of cabins and a neon shop at your place. It's like, what What don't you have? A big buck. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you got a big buck. Yeah. Not like the Lord's uh, Dungeon here. Oh, no. He was chasing yeah. one this fall. Oh, yeah, he there's... had an encounter with a really good one, probably yeah. a 50s buck, and got real close on him. He's got some good bucks yeah, I out had, there. I had a couple encounters, which is which is good. I mean, it was it was nice to see. Yep. But the, the they're few and far between up there. Yeah, it's just black, it, good black bears up there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Kelsey had a tag this year. We uh, worked pretty hard at that and um, didn't come together, but it was a, we had a great time. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. trade it for the world, so... Can you draw a tag there every year for black bears? It's like every – it took Kelsey and I six years to get a black bear tag. No oh, kidding. really? And um, she, I give her credit. She could have did it with a rifle, and she could have did it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the easy way. I don't want – I'm not making fun of any rifle bear Come hunters on, out there. Come some shit up. But, uh, you know, Kelsey wanted to do it with her bow, and yeah. and she she did. She did it with her bow. just didn't didn't come together. But It's cool. Dedication, man. But it was cool. Got yep. appreciate so is that. that a point system? That's a point system. Yeah, yep. you get you buy a point every year, and um, you buy a point every year, and once you get like six or eight points, you can start applying for that kill tag, and then um, then you you if you draw, mm-hmm. then you're 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 golden. Man, I'm thinking if it'd be so nice if you could draw that tag, and then like you just said, go out be unsuccessful, turn that tag back in. Yeah. And then have a chance to great if it draw again way. the next year because yeah. you've got all those points stored up. Yeah. So like, you're you're right. set to go. You Once you get that kill tag, tag it starts over. Yep. yep. Man, whether you, whether you're successful or you harvest, even if or you not. didn't get right, like right. The, all your points, if you just cut them in half and then yeah, that would be. But nice. now you got to start all over. I don't yep. know. Ross, quit trying to change the point system, man. That's how it is. I'm know? sorry, but damn. Like, <laughs> I know. I agree with you, though. Five cool. years later, we get another chance. I know, especially like you live there. You know, yeah, it should yeah. Be. There's no shortage of bears. They should cut it in half, at least. Yeah. I can see every three years or something, right. you know. But, something um, like that. Hey, I want to ask you this. Are you still doing the uh, Rolling Bones deal? I I am. I haven't been super focused on it lately with the, you know, with the whole. You, you called in. I forgot about that. Yep. You called in a while back and just did a little tidbit on that. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still an active uh, adventure specialist. Um, just uh, not haven't been. You know, sorry, Rolling Bones, haven't been real involved with the whole COVID thing. It's not and, like you don't have shit. Going yeah, on. I got a hundred things to do. Exactly. It's just yeah, no bad blood. Just haven't been super focused on it. Yeah, that makes sense because that's awesome. That's who you use actually, right? Yeah, I use them to uh, apply for a lot of my uh, points, and if I decide to go on a hunt, I actually booked a hunt through them in Colorado on like a do-it-yourself elk trip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great spot for a Midwest guy that's lazy on point application. You give yeah. them, you tell them what states you want to try to build points in, and and they put it in for you. So that's well, lazy it or just busy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because I'm I'd, lazy. I try. I have like a Western cheat, I call it, and I try to like keep up and do my points and stuff. But yep. I might, uh, I might go that route actually because then you just kind of can kick back and you just click a button and it's there every time. Yeah, you know? I, I think I probably will do that. How much is it a year to do that? It's not much. What is it like seventy? You know, bucks, I'd have to. Bucks. Like I said, I've been lazy on this whole deal. I, I don't know if prices have increased or decreased, but yeah. uh, like a membership was. Uh, like a silver membership was like fifty dollars a year, and I think the big one was like one fifty. 
Oh, not bad. A year. So for what you're getting, the services that you're getting and the, you know, the, um, you know, basically just the services you're getting is it's well worth the money. I mean, like yeah. you said, oh, if you're yeah. busy, if you're, that's how I found it, you know, busy right. with the resort and everything. And I'm like, God, I want to go to South Dakota. I want to go, yeah, you yeah. know, Montana, da, 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 you know, yeah. and I've been applying for Iowa. So it's just an easy way to click it and forget it, so to speak, where yeah. you, you put your information in, you, you, you apply for what you want to apply for and it's just right. done. I, I need to probably end up doing that. Just I'm paranoid. I'm like, oh, or I missed Colorado one year for points. I'm like, God damn it. How did I do that? Just busy doing yeah. shit. You know? yep. They've got a lot of people that work for them that are real knowledgeable. Like you say, well, I want a good quality animal, like a 300-plus bull, and I don't want to wait seven years to get it. They'll be like, well, this state, this state, and this state, and this unit is probably your best bet. And right. they kind of, for a flatlander like me that doesn't really know the West very well, it's kind of a nice... Right, it's a nice bridge. Mm, good breakdown, yep. especially like on limited time going out there and all that shit. So, yep. But man, you kind of got everything going on. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you're busy, busy, busy. That I am. So the neon shop, I want to go back to that a little bit because that's kind of a cool trade. That I'm, was awesome. And- Austin's up there, and he sent us a Snapchat, like a big long Snapchat. Yeah, watching Jordan you bend to, a bunch of glass. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just gonna cut ahead. You have to like blow into something while you're doing it. You have to create an airflow while you're bending this glass. It's so yeah, that. you start with a pattern. So let's just use your your logo, the working class bow hunter logo. Yeah. Um, you draw that out into like convert it into a neon sign pattern. And then I start with a three-foot stick of glass, and then I have a tube in my mouth, and the other tube goes into the end of the, the glass tube, and then I cork it on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then I make my markings where I want to heat the bends, and then the blowing part is when I go to bend. Um, I blow lightly when I bend, and it keeps the, a nice flow in the bend. So like to give you like a visual... You take like a plastic straw and bend it; it just kinks off. Right. So I'm trying to keep it all even. So if you uh, if you do that with glass, it'll just kink too. Yeah, yeah. But if you get it up, you know, you get it kind of at a molten state, and then you you bend and blow at the same time. You kind of keep it like you know, structured, structured and flowed. And yep, no kidding. Yep. And then you just follow. It's all freehand. Uh, it's all freehanded. It's all. There's no machines that make neon. So every line of Google neon you see, or like Austin's. Uh, Turkey neon here that he's got. Um, is that real? Oh yeah, that's real. It's legit. Wow, I was hoping it was, it's made I was, across. It's made across the pond, but okay. You know. I was thinking it was like an LED because I don't know shit. Nope, about that's it. not LED. It's an that's NWTF NWTF sign. I yep. I bought at a banquet years ago. Yep. How can you sign. tell it's made overseas? Most of them are, and they're yeah. assembled in California or wherever. Mm. Um, the every, but my whole point is that everything is handmade. Normally. You know, like the the beer industry uses a lot of like jigs, but it's still people doing it. Right. Okay. So there's no like throw a piece of glass in a machine and out comes a Budweiser sign. Doesn't work that way. That makes it way cooler. Yeah. It's so I need neon sign. I have an appreciation for all of them. You know, because you look at it and you're like, right. Yeah. Someone, someone. So my joke at the beginning of the podcast, you were kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I get it. Okay. I'm with that. That makes yeah. it way. So cooler, any neon man. sign you've seen is handmade by somebody. Correct. He's got okay. a badass one. When you go into anglers, it's what is it like a four or five foot musky? It uh, says 60, a, 60 inches yeah, actually. It says Angler Haven under over yep. it or under it. It's wicked cool. Yep. Awesome. Dude, how do you? Yeah. I would have if That's I had that skill and that know how. Everything would be neon everywhere yeah. I went. Yeah. I mean, it probably takes a long time to paint. That's the, the only neon sign I ever bought back. Oh really? Yeah. So I sold it to the previous owner. Uh, they hired me to make a sign mm-hmm. and my trips are coming up to uh coming up to hayward uh they hired me to make the neon sign and then 
you know, had the opportunity to buy the resort with my wife, Kelsey, and uh, that's the only sign I ac- actually bought back. That's cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Didn't want to do that one again, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's, many... been, that one's been lit for, Kelsey and I have been at Anglers now for 13 years, and it was there, I want to say that sign's working on probably 17 years no kidding. Been there 17 years hey. already. How many hours did you have into making that sign? That one I had about 40 hours. No shit. But I was, I kind of underbitted it just a little bit because I love the bar and I love, the, you know, I love the place. Yeah. And I ended up having a lot of extra hours I didn't plan on having in it. Um, but anyway, it was it was well worth it because I was real excited to make it and real happy to get it in there. And Yeah. And that created a lot of business for me. That's cool. You know, oh, elsewhere yeah. in town. I mean, I've done a lot of signs in Hayward. A lot of signs everywhere, but you know that. I imagine was, you're fairly well known for doing that stuff, though. Uh, I don't know. I'm just. A, I, I feel most people don't know about it. No, like yeah. don't know about like what it takes to make one. You know, and right, right. Everyone to me, just, that makes it way cooler because I guess we we had talked about it probably on the phone a little bit, but I guess I forgot that they're all handmade. They're all so, handmade. Yep. LED is. I mean, that's the next thing. I get it, but it's not like neon. It doesn't. You yeah. know, like your guys's. The air cut out the the working class yeah, logo yeah. with the steel. That's awesome with the backlit. You know, yeah, yeah. LED. It's it does awesome, the job. But, but you know, if you did just a, a handmade neon sign, is just so much cooler than than LEDs and For whatever. Sure. It all has its place. I mean, yeah. I'm not making fun of LED or anything like that. But it's kind of like a new fast like four cylinder turbo turboed car would be like the LED, yep. and then like the nineteen fifty Chevy's pickup with a straight six in it. Yep. There you yep. go. There still you go. cool. Yep. Still cool. Maybe but... not fast, but cool. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. I was really gonna compare it to like some sort of fast muscle car because it's fucking badass, but uh, <laughs> Well it is. Wherever yeah. you want to go, it kinda it worked either. I'm a way. truck guy. And yeah. it's handcraft. I mean yeah. yeah. Damn. It's a cool cool trade, man. It's uh follow Pink House Neon on Instagram. That's that, like I like watching some of like the trade jobs and all that, like mm-hmm. uh Instagram pages. And that's one of those interesting ones that it's a skill you just want a buddy that knows how to do it. So. There's other guys out there doing it, but there's just not a lot of us. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're either old and have given it up, or they're you know. Is it just, a community? I don't. I wouldn't say it's not a community. Like I'm in touch with a guy then in, in uh, Minnesota that does it, and he's actually helped. I mean, it's like we kind of help each other. He helps me more than I help him. But um, no, yeah, I mean, it's like it's kind of like. You know, it's kind of like the hunters. You know, you yeah. guys talk hunting, you help each other. Right. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Right. Cool, man. Well, shit. I mean, this is a good little banger, good little bullshit bullshit session yeah, here on the bar. Fun. Yeah. Um, you're you're an interesting dude. From the resort, like, I don't feel like when we first started talking, like you like played it up to what it is. I mean, because you're humble, but like learning more about it, I'm like, damn, this is like an operation. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a big cool deal. deal. It's a lot of stuff, but we got a lot of stuff in common. <laughs> it's kind of like it has its own season. It's kind of like summer's resort, and then you get into fall, and it's kind of time to close the resort down and get yeah, in the yeah. bow stand, mm-hmm. and then you chase that animal or you know do the deer hunting thing, and then all of a sudden I've got my nights freed up, so I get out in the pink house and I start right. working on some signs, and then freaking cool, man. You know, balance it all out, and then winter time is snowmobiling and ice fishing, and then you know pink house doing neon yeah. and. Then spring's here, and you try start to find some sheds, and you start all over again. Yep. I want to see all our industry buddies that have, like, big companies and brands and stuff hit you up for some neon signs. Yeah, that'd be like, cool. Like, that'd I think cool. we need to get this out to, like, T-Bone or Watto. And I was going to say. Do a bone collector one or do something. Do a badass yeah, bone be, collector cool. neon. Yeah. I wonder who made the Drury's one. I've always noticed that. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, like, their show. Yeah. I can ask right. him. Yeah. I can ask him. I always kind of thought that was cool. 
Yeah, I'll have to ask Mark and see. It, it's a legit one. Oh, yeah, it yeah. looks like it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll have to ask him. I'm sure like, Rubline Marketing needs one. They need their, their logo. That'd be sweet. Bam. So I, I think, man, you could dive into a lot in the hunting industry with just that stuff because it's yeah. like we all go to bars and it's kind of, in a way, part of our culture. Not that we're all have that little flavor in our culture there, but some more than others. I mean, we're all drinking right now. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought we were having a good time. I thought we were having a good time. <laughs> it's like, man, you read a forum once, you'd think everybody was, all they did was go to church and, God forbid, somebody set an F-bomb on the working class bow hunter. Never been on a job site, huh? <laughs> it's tough out here. Never worked in the trades, I guess. <laughs> it's funny. Working at John Deere, you know, it's it's a corporate trade, but it's not like, Steel, like iron workers type trade. I mean, it depends where you're an iron worker at, but, you know, I can't just say whatever I want because there's, you know, I work with engineers and the the tight collars um, and the white collars up front. There's a wall. There's the shop side, and then we say up front. And the, we get along with them all, but, you know, we have our jokes and stuff, but we got to watch the language. You don't get too loose when they're around. I get loose enough to where they're like, ooh, I don't know. I don't want to really make this guy mad. He's got hand tattoos. That's a little horrifying for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep him on edge. But Look out for that guy. Yeah. What's he going to do next? Get his neck done? Damn. Yeah. I don't know. You never know. I'm wearing a face mask all the time because I work at a corporation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Fuck oh, me, right? Shit. Well, anything you guys want to close with? This is a, this is a perfect bullshit session. Mm-hmm. I like it, man. Jordan, you're an interesting cat. Appreciate you coming down and hunting with me. Yeah, it was awesome. Had yep. a great time. I feel like we're uh, blood brothers. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a hot rod guy. He's interested in old shit. Yep. And uh, he's a ZZ Top fan, so he can't be all bad. Yeah, right. Man. There it is. Did we just become best friends again? I was just going to say that. <laughs> God, jeez. It's uh, good, good to see. Jordan, it was nice to meet you, man. Yeah, I, you too, man. Yeah. It's, I like that beard. It's <laughs> yeah. looking good. Yours. You guys gonna good come, too. I'm working on it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. growing on me, right? That's what I always say. Yeah, it's, it's growing, growing on, on me. Right? <laughs> ah, hey, I see what you did. Well, I appreciate you, man. It was cool to hang out down here, and you got to see the studio for a little bit. Absolutely, I have to have uh, you up to Anglers, and yeah, we'll have you down for your own full blast studio podcast. There you where go. We can, you know, you can make us all drinks the whole time, and perfect. We can say a bunch of stuff we we'll regret and hear about it on a forum <laughs> in the following week. You know, stuff like that. So cool. We all good. Thanks, right. fun. All right, you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Hey, guys, before you go, we thought we'd do something kind of fun. We've never really done anything like this, uh, but to kind of just follow up from the previous Michigan episode we did, um, Hunting Michigan with Chris Smith, uh, which I thought was a fun episode. I knew it would bring some controversy and mixed opinions, you know, being that we're talking talking controversial topics about True. a state people feel strongly about. Uh, I just wanted to read a few write-ins. Um, slash opinions and things like that about the episode quickly. Um, a lot, so it basically went fifty fifty. Maybe more people agreed than disagreed with how we said. Um, but here it is. Um, we made a story post basically saying, "Hey, that wasn't a factual episode; it was mostly opinions." We yeah. didn't talk about some of the seasons and shit like that. Um, so I will just read a few write-ins, and I'm not going to blast people's names because um, some people told me not to mention their name or anything. So. Out of respect, I'm just going to everyone anonymous. We, we can name them. We can name them. <laughs> Get any names? <laughs> um, Dale. Dale writes, Michigan is not complex. Michigan is a shit show. Chris spoke the truth about Michigan on this podcast. Anyone that doesn't recognize that has either never hunted in a quality state like Iowa, Missouri, or Ohio, or Wisconsin, 
etc. Or started hunting last week and wants to think Michigan is actual big buck state because they saw 140 on their trail cam and have hope. I have access to 900 acres in uh, Washtenaw County, arguably one of the best counties in Michigan. It's good, but it's still a shit show in more ways than you can ever imagine. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, let me get here. There's a bunch of people basically saying like, Dude, if you think that's bad, the the gun season's in Michigan, you need to check out some of the southern states. South Carolina has, like, right here, two and a half months of high-powered rifle season, and that's just my part of the state. Um, Head down to the low country of South Carolina. They start the same madness in August, he says. Uh, He's very passionate. Um, That was interesting, I thought. That's a long long time at the rifle. Let me just read through some of the thread here. Sorry if we get some GSM signal. I got the thread pulled up on my phone here, but uh, it's just the easiest way to do it on the fly. I guess I don't feel so bad about our gun season now after listening to some of these other stuff. I'm glad we yeah. talked about it the way we did because I'm much more thankful for it um, after getting all these responses in. Um, so this is interesting. So let's get some stuff straight. Chris is only talking about the lowest third of the state pressure-wise. I grew up in the UP, and when I was growing up, our woods were full of Illinois license plates. There were no deer down there. They brought land and camps up here. They bought land and camps up here. The lore of deer camp. Camp came from up there as well as PA. There's tradition that everyone must talk about that, and you are completely skimming over. And the reason why we didn't hit that so much is we have we have already done a full blast two-part series episode talking about Michigan hunting camp with our great friend Kevin Venison from the Deer Hunter podcast. Yeah. Kevin actually called me today. Um, he reshared this episode, called me, and said, it is a shit show. Um, but like he said, you know, he also invited us up there, and one of these days we're going to go up and hang out in his camp and all that. Um, but, I mean, there's mixed. I get it. It's not everywhere is amazing. There's some parts in Illinois that are absolute shit shows. Right. Um, and not everybody has that goal of shooting a 180, you know. I mean, that you're going up there for the hunting camp. Yep. Exactly. You go up there to shoot a, a deer for the weekend. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the camaraderie and all that. We get that. We're not ignorant to that. But that wasn't the point of this episode. Um, and I don't feel like anybody is like – actually pissed or like actually being argumentative with us like i so it's all fairly respectful i believe and you can't capture someone's tone through a comment so right um let me see yeah a lot of guys saying you know there's deer 110 to 120 is a good buck and i get that here's one right here uh this is (laughs) pretty funny i couldn't dislike this episode enough the guest (laughs) only hunts limited areas in michigan ignores nine million acres of public and sounds bored every time, or sounds bored the entire time. Kurt worked his ass off as an interviewer in this one because the guest was a one-word doll drum to hum over answer guy. <laughs> they sounded like he had no- better things to do. He was right about all the gun seasons, but left out how the opportunities and long seasons helped the bow hunter. Michigan is not perfect, but it has more going for it than just tripping over a 150. Well, the guy's passionate. Got to give him that. He's passionate. Um, I, you know, maybe a little harsh on Chris. Chris is just kind of a quiet dude, and... That's just how he conversates. Um, not everybody's meant to be this charismatic podcast host. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. We're, um, not, we're not all Dougs. Come on. So I, think it was yeah. good. It, um, I like that he said he disliked the episode, but also didn't – he wasn't – he didn't shit on us because he disliked it. Like, you know, you're not going to like – if we do 500 episodes, you're not going to like everyone. Yeah. It would yeah. be weird if you did, honestly. Yeah. Every episode's not for everybody. If you did, I owe you a beer. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Um, here's somebody writes personally I fully enjoyed the tradition of gun season or at least opening day the first one that is the second 
any le- I'm trying to read any legal weapon is a fucking joke. I would more than uh, welcome chances, but I don't think it's as grim as it gets made out to be. If we went to a one-buck tag system, I would get pretty picky and stop shooting the first Pope and Young that walked by. It is what it is. Definitely not Iowa or Southern Ohio, but with a DNR that actually cared about something other than killing every deer in the name of CWD, we could be a bit more thought of when it comes to big bucks. Interesting. Interesting take. That's a good point. Um, Sounds like an entire episode of Unpopular Opinions. Um Okay. Some of the other guys commenting in with follow-up comments. Um, you know, some guys saying they killed some good ones on public. Um, I would love to see the mitten go to an earn a buck program and go to one buck. Also, if my math is correct, firearm hunters had more opportunities than bow hunters this year. The habitat is phenomenal, loaded with edge and swamps. Michigan could pump out bucks that would rival that of the big five if the managers weren't hamstrung by politics. Interesting. Interesting. You know, people, it's crazy that people hate on a one month gun season in Mississippi. We have a two and a half month gun season and we don't even have a tagging system, just an honor system of three bucks and three does. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Jesus. That's, that's terrible. That's mowing them down. Yeah. Here didn't I find it funny. Guys been blown away by a 20 day gun season in New York Southern zone out of, um, out muzzle order season starts around October 20th, last one week. And then rifle starts and runs about a break into the first week of December, then reopens for muzzleloaders. Over 40 days of gun hunting. I'm a bow hunter at heart and carry the bow all season. We need change badly. Um, I thought that was interesting. A lot of messages that kind of echo and, and and go off of both sides of this and in the middle comments. So we appreciate um, every one of you guys for writing in and kind of uh, interacting with us. That's the point of this stuff and, and being cordial and having great conversation. But I just thought it was fun to read some of those and kind of a follow-up. I kind of like uh, it. I mean, it definitely sparked some conversation. Yeah, yeah it's for sure. A, it's a topic that people are passionate about, yeah. and it, it got people talking. Yeah, so that's I'm good. I just wanted to read some of that stuff at the end of this episode to follow up from the previous one. So, all righty, all good. Thanks, guys.